Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Atiyullah, Atiyah Rasul wa ulul amri minkum. And always a reminder for myself and abdukul ajeezu, da'ifu, miskinu, zalimu, jahal and exist by the grace of Allah that we took a path in which to be nothing. And Allah is everything. And awliyaullah come into our life to teach us and remind us and all guidance must direct to the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad the perfection of Allah's creation. And alhamdulillah Allah give those who have ears to hear and eyes to see signs everywhere. And the sign of a person talking is evident in how they talk and what they talk about. That from the level of Islam, level of Iman and Maqam al-Ihsan. Maqam al-Ihsan is to in every worshipness see Allah and has a deep reality. And if you don't see Allah know that Allah sees you, both. Not only to see Allah but simultaneously know that Allah is looking upon you. Maqam al-Islam is all the right and wrong, the do's and don'ts. And this vessel that Allah gave to us of a heart is a secret of creation that I cannot be contained in all my heavens and I cannot be contained on anywhere on earth but I'm in the heart of my believer. So awliyaullah come into our lives and teach that this heart, this qalb has a immense reality from Allah a vehicle in which to find our Lord, worship our Lord, serve our Lord, every imaginable and unimaginable gift to be bestowed upon a clean heart, a purified heart and that that heart has to be sanctified and purified. They know it as such a precious gift that it can alter all of your eternity. It can alter all of your eternity and every devil, demon, everything is after that heart. Not only Allah's servants but every shayateen, every demon, every wrongdoer is after the heart of people because they know its preciousness. And they come to teach us that the reality of Islam and all its usul, all its do's and don'ts was to come to perfect this vessel towards the true love. It was not the end but it was a means towards the end. Means that if you don't 
bring the heart into the laws of Islam, into those realities that Allah wanted, this heart can be manipulated in many directions. And we talked before that this heart has a power of muhabbat and love. If the heart is not guided and loves that which is not eternal, it will lose for all of eternity. People have a heart in which they love an animal beyond even human belief. They build all their fortune and give everything to that animal. That's not normal love, that's not even a take caring love to be caring for Allah's creation. Means the heart was so obsessed with that which is incorrect, it gave all its wealth of dunya to that. Imagine then what that heart has attached itself with for all of eternity. Because what this soul and what this heart attaches with, it will make a bond of love and Prophet's hadith is true that you will be with who you love and whom you love. So then it's the most important organ we have, most important vessel and vehicle in which to reach our eternity. If it learns to love that which is incorrect, all of eternity it will be in that love. And they say, well this is, is this punishment but this is self-inflicted. Allah said, I promised you will be with what you love. If you love that creature, spend all your eternity with that creature. But it is far from the Divine Presence and far from the prophetic reality. This is an extreme to understand. When this is such a precious vehicle, such a precious reality, then we understand Allah brought all the usul and all the, the do's and don'ts of all the religions to guide this heart because it's a tremendous secret that insan doesn't know what he has. So do your right, your wrong, clean, purify. Everything that we're doing of the right and wrong, the praying, the fasting, the, the shahada, everything is to bring that heart in its correct direction where it becomes clean, it becomes purified, it becomes directed. It becomes a, a vessel and a vehicle in which to reach what Allah wants to now bestow upon it was not only the Islam. Islam was to clean the heart, to perfect the heart. But what Allah wanted to give to this heart was real love. I want to give your heart, its gift is real love. Not the love of dunya but the love of malakut, not the love of the mulk and the physical world but the love of the, the world of lights and lights of eternity. So the Islam was to perfect the heart, it was not about perfecting your legs, your arms, your exercising. All of that discipline was to put the right and wrong for the heart. Because how your heart can be in love and go and harm somebody? How your heart could have love and you go and cheat and steal from somebody? All these rules were to make this to be perfected, to be clean. 
to be loving, to be a, a vehicle in which Allah wants to now bestow a gift. The gift was the light of iman. Means this is our progression in life. Don't think that you only got Islam and you conquered the whole world. Means you don't yet have belief. The Arabic came to Prophet and we believe in you. And Allah corrected them in Holy Qur'an that, no, no, don't tell them believe. Correct them and say they merely accepted you. To accept Islam is alhamdulillah now the heart is moving towards that reality. What Allah wants for this heart? That's why then those whom are only talking about right and wrong, right and wrong, right and wrong and then they begin to judge, he's right and he's wrong, he's right, he's wrong, he's right, he's wrong. And they never look to themselves that how you could talk about anybody's right and wrong when you haven't corrected yourself and you don't know where you stand in Allah's presence. Now we begin to move towards the kalam of awliyaullah, the words of awliyaullah. Then when Prophet describing maqam al-iman is a nur, is a light. And Prophet described to his holy companions, you cannot achieve this light until you love me more than you love your father, your brother, your son, your mother. Means all that which is dear to their culture, Arabic culture, Middle Eastern culture, your, your father, your mother are everything, your children are everything to you. Prophet said, above all of that this maqam of iman, this real love, not the, the love that Las Vegas shows everyone, the television shows everyone. No, no, this is… that is shaitan's version of trying to manipulate muhabbat. When the heart is guided by these shaykhs, they guide us to the real love, that which is eternal maqam al-iman. That you have to love Prophet more than you love yourself, more than you love your shaykh, more than you love your children, more than you love… there's nobody that takes the place of the reality and the love of Sayyidina Muhammad And Prophet was teaching his companions, you have to love me more than you love yourself. Now becomes the station of iman and muhabbat and love. Love is a, is a light that begin to enter into the heart. At that then all the words of awliyaullah that they inherited from Prophet inherited from Ashab al-Nabi inherited from Ahlul Bayt al-Nabi begin to clarify everything. If we understood that in this world of light when it enters into the heart and this world of form is all based on breaking into groups, everything in the world of form is to become factions and sects, divisions and groups. By its nature the mulk separates, one cup, two cup, three cup, you, you, he, him, them, they, we. There's no justice, everyone who thinks they're on haqq when they talk from mulk it's just us. Justice in this dunya means just us. We are the ones who write, you're wrong. Mulk by its nature is meant to separate. What Allah wanted from us is, don't be the people of mulk but begin to love Prophet more than you love yourself. The light of Prophet going to enter into your heart. If that light 
enters into the heart and begins to battle inside of the heart with the durood sharif the salawats on Prophet all the understanding from their teaching then you understand why the shaykhs, the real shaykhs they're busy only talking about Sayyidina Muhammad they're not busy about talking about other people's maqams and, and everyone's wrong and you're the only right one. They're busy and their whole focus is talk about the love and the muhabbat of Sayyidina Muhammad so that that love, that understanding, that reality dresses people. They begin to focus on the love of Prophet they begin to make the salawats and now that light begin to enter into their heart. When that light begin to enter into the heart they see that what Allah made of everything of this real love is all based on muhabbat. Everything Allah made is out of love. And then we start to post the quotes from Sayyidina Rumi, Jalaluddin Rumi, Fatasallahu Taking the hadith but making it in a in a English in a way for people in Farsi at that time for people to understand very simple language of love that Allah created all creation with His eternal love. Every dot, every, every creation like a dot that has Allah's complete nazar, complete love, complete hope and desire, all of Allah's attention on that creation and for that creation Allah has all of its eternal love upon it. Not loving one dot more than the other one or less than the other one. Awliyaullah understood in this world of light whatever Allah brought into existence is through His attribute of Divine love. Now we go into from maqam to maqam al-ihsan. When Allah bestows maqam al-ihsan upon the servant they see Allah in everything. All your worshipness as if you see Allah not your salah, all your ibadah and everything to them is an ibadah. If they walk, walk with zikr they see Allah's light in everything. Allah is not devoid of anywhere, there's not a place on this earth that Allah is not there. We have a Creator who's everywhere but yet can be seen by no one. His magnificence and munificence and the shaykhs would come to teach, go, go, go do this, act somewhere where you think Allah won't see you. Everyone knows the story, they went and there was nowhere to go where Allah doesn't see you. In this maqam of muhabbat and love, real love, Allah begin to show them, I created all this creation with love. How dare you come against my creation that I love? And all these hadiths begin to come all like they're like beads of a tasbih. The Prophet was sewing these beads together to make the Sahabi have a perfected belief in tasbih. When he was sitting with the Sahabi he says, you know your deen won't be complete until you get married. Why, why married? The 50% of your religion is married, why? Because you'll begin to have children and ask any mother if she has four children, five children, mashaAllah six kids, mashaAllah. If they beat each other 
could the mother come and, and rip a child to pieces? They beat each other. No, you wash one, you apologize to the other one, they steal the food of each other. Could the mother come and harm the child? Even there are stories, God forbid, where a child injures another child and their life is gone. And they talk to the mother that what happened, say, I don't know, whatever happened, happened. But my love for that child never changed. And what Prophet described that your love is not even one-ninetieth of the love oceans of Allah's rahmah. Not even a drop in the ocean of Allah's rahmah. How dare you think that you could have more rahmah than Allah's rahmah. If a mother would not do that to their own child, even the child harmed his brother and sister and that life was lost. So they understood that Allah made this creation with immense love and had a vision and a purpose for all of that. All of it is a beatific garden in its good and in its bad. And you'll find all of that creation within yourself, all universes within yourself. You have cells that are continuously trying to destroy you and they are in a continuous state of death. Inside you you have bacteria, if it overtakes you it will kill you. You have cells that are in a continuous state of death and a continuous state of rebirth. Allah just says, all this reality is within you. All of this, these maqams all within you, all of this creation within you. Then they understood that they see Allah in everything and the same in that hadith is that Allah sees you in everything. Now imagine the immensity of this love now. If Allah open for the servant, leave the, the levels of judging my creation and enter into the muhabbat and the levels of, of love with good character, no thievery, no cheating, no stealing, don't spread rumors for the purpose of trying to acquire money and to make something of yourself, be nothing. And just, Ya Rabbi I do what I do for the love of Sayyidina Muhammad and for your ridha and satisfaction. When Allah begin to open these stations of real muhabbat, they see Allah's signs in everything. They see the greatness of Allah in everything. You walk to the ocean, walk to the forest, walk to the flowers and see how these beautific flowers, how they open for the sunshine. They're only Allah that they can walk amongst this creation and the creation talks back to them. That's the second part of Maqam al That not only they see what Allah want them to see, Means to see Allah is to see His signs everywhere. You see every type of creation say, this creation could exist without Allah No, Allah's izzah and might must be in it for it to be manifesting. And when they look with muhabbat that creation could even talk to them and inspire within their heart. Yeah, see, I'm also a creation from Allah and Allah created me to give this beautific fragrance. How the awliya of past, they took an understanding of medicines. They didn't read a book, they didn't memorize a book. They walked out into the field 
and every, every grass and every blade would speak to them. They all have a voice, they have a, an energy in which to communicate because Allah is a might is in, a, in, in that reality. And out of ihtiram and respect for Allah they said that this is Nur Muhammadi because the best of adab, that this light that we're talking about is a secret in which Allah gave to Sayyidina Muhammad They see that light everywhere and that light when it sees them can talk to them and inspire them. And these people of muhabbat the animals can come to them and speak and inspire within their heart of what their belief is, what their purpose is, what their understanding is. They sense your love, they sense your innocence, they sense your purity. If the plants can talk, the tree can talk, everything in Allah's creation can speak to you and be inspired to give you what its purpose is, what is its service and servanthood that it has for Allah no doubt, nobody can say, no it can't because then you're limiting upon Allah And this from the hadith that they reach a level of maqam al-ihsan where they see the love and the real love and muhabbat of Allah signs and everything. And if they look strong enough with their heart it will be inspired to come back to them and begin to teach them, they can take a lesson in everything. And then Allah described, you have eyes to see because you're not seeing all my creation is not talking to you and you have ears to hear. You don't hear them, you sabbihu wa bihamdi, for verily everything praises me, you don't know but the ahl tafakkur know. Why Allah mentioned then the people of tafakkur because this mulk is passing you so fast and you're just so busy trying to judge it. All of its rights and wrong, right, wrong, 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 but we forgot there's one who created it and he created everything with no mistake and in his perfection and his beauty and in his might he made all of it. So then they begin to teach that if you want to enter and you want to listen to the people of maqam al-iman they should be talking about muhabbat. If you are busying yourself with only maqam al-islam then at some point change the channel. Now move into the maqam al-iman where their teaching should be about muhabbat, about love. Then they come and even teach that Prophet doesn't like the word tolerant. And SubhanAllah made our Prime Minister to teach that same expression. In this maqam of muhabbat You cannot use the word tolerant because you say, I tolerate you means at some point in time I will lose my tolerance for who you are and I will get rid of you. It's not tolerance. Tolerance means that you, you're putting something upon yourself to tolerate one of Allah's creation but it was acceptance. Acceptance is that our job is to accept Allah's creation and Allah's Divine might. Whatever Allah has destined, He has written. Unless Allah give you an authority in which to change which He hasn't, 
Our job then is to teach acceptance, be an accepting community, a moderate community, be a community based on love and muhabbat and to see the love and the ishq of everything then to be a receptor of this love in which everything comes to you. Imagine the dearness, even your children if they look at you and you have that type of love, you feel as if Allah is looking at you through their eyes. This is the hadith, with my servant who comes through voluntary worship I will be the ears in which you hear, the eyes in which you see. If somebody has Allah's hearing and Allah's seeing, all they see is Allah. Can you see anything other than Allah Nur Muhammad is the reflection with the adab they teach. Means with those purified ears when they look at someone innocent, they hear their Lord through that speech. Through their eyes they look and see a light and say, there's so much love in these eyes, so much innocence in, in little children, little baby children, they just came from paradise. And say, these feet that were walking in paradise, these hands that were touching in paradise, from your eyes I see my Lord looking at me and through your lips I hear my Lord talking to me. They're in such a state of yearning that they want so much for Allah to talk to them, for Prophet to talk to them because their heart is in continuous flux of love, continuous difficulty and striving of muhabbat to, to move through the difficulties of this world and to be put into a position of Divine love. We understand what Nabi Musa was feeling, Allah is not a bush, not a fire but his heart was on fire. You see Allah how you are, if you're angry you see Allah is angry, you're, you're, you're envious you see Allah is envious because you see your Lord in the condition you are in. So then awliya come to perfect the condition and you better be in love when you want to see Allah because that's the most beautific state to see Allah it's the most perfected state of mercy, Ya Rabbi I'm coming to you through muhabbat, not through pain and affliction. I don't need you to break my legs to make me to submit. I see your love in everything Ya Rabbi, dress me from that love, I hear it. When that person speaks, that child screams and yells, I hear Allah cooling through that. How that child can yell and every woman on the other side immediately runs over and says, no, no he's hungry, he's thirsty, you have to change his diaper. They're all interpreting the screaming of a child. But we can't even understand when two people, two men talk. The child can scream because of Izzatullah. This is a dalil for us to understand. When I say the tree can talk to you, the baby can scream and every woman on this side will know what that baby wants. He needs his diaper chain, that, that sound is a diaper chain, no, no this sound means he's hungry. They don't need the kalam, merely they make a sound and Allah's might moves through it and begin to move everybody to pick it up, to protect it. Why? Because it's in complete taslim, Allah didn't even give its legs to work. 
So all your life Allah comes to remind you, all your life I carried you. You're, you're precious to me, I made everything to come pick you up and carry you. They fed you, they took care of you and when you walk with those two funny legs that make no sense how you have two legs and they walk onto this earth. How you two legs walk onto the earth? You should be on four legs to be balanced. Your, your vertical position is miraculous because the horizontal reality is holding you. There's no two sticks that you can put anywhere and they would stand by themselves. The fact that you move is a dalil that Allah is holding with a izzah and a might, I hold your feet so that you two funny feet can move. Was there ever a time you were not remembered by me? Then I feed you, I clothe you, I give you everything, I held you and didn't let anyone to drop you. All of the signs of Allah's love and ishq is everywhere. And all they want for us is now elevate the belief into maqam al-iman. Only by the love of Sayyidina Muhammad that that nur begin to enter into the heart from that love of Prophet maqam al-ihsan where they see the signs of Allah in everything and when they look again Allah sees them and begins to communicate with them. The beauty in which you're seeing within that reality is my divine beauty. The love that you feel is from my divine love, everything. Means I have ears that I can hear you, I have eyes in this creation that I can see you, I have tongues in this creation that I can talk to you, I have hands in this creation that I can embrace you. It's the other side of the hadith. So when Allah is describing His servants that I, their hands are Allah's hands. So if that servant embraces you, you've been embraced by Allah And that's why many hadiths that, why you didn't come to see me when I was sick? And the servant asked, Ya Rabbi when, when did I not come to see you when you were sick? He said, that person who was in the hospital, I was with them, why you didn't come to see me? Why didn't you feed me when I was hungry? And they ask, well, when were you hungry Ya Rabbi? Said the people that you were feeding, I was with them. Allah's mercy and rahmah is everywhere, Allah's love is everywhere. We need to fine tune the heart and all of what Allah gave so that we can see what Allah wants us to see. So that we can hear what Allah wants us to hear. Do you hear Allah talking to you through people? Do you feel that Divinely Presence coming through His creation? We pray that Allah in this month of Fatah Rahmah, this is the opening of the month of Rahmah is the month of the cave in which we are running from this horrible dunya into a cave of Rahmah, the heart of Prophet the Ya Rabbi open for us from Sifat al-Fatah, this rahmah means the presence of Prophet the nazar of Sayyidina Muhammad and the muhabbat of Sayyidina Muhammad Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha.